So this is Vision Sunday, which means it's, it's going to work a little bit different from uh, other Sundays, meaning you're going to hear from three different department heads today, all who are heading up positions that we have flowing uh, ministries that we have doing stuff every Sunday morning. So you're going to hear from Brittany Price, who is overseeing our... <laughs> <laughs> our hospitality on Sunday mornings, overseeing uh, a nursery, uh, along with probably some things I'm not even remembering. She does so much. She's actually also going to be working as our volunteer coordinator moving forward, which means y'all can stop texting me about stuff as soon as you would like to stop texting me about volunteer things. Always feel free to reach out, but if it's about serving, it's about volunteer team, you can start directing your text messages elsewhere. You're also going to hear from uh, Austin talking about worship ministry moving forward, and you're going to hear from Macy that uh, she oversees all of our children's ministry. So you're going to hear from these folks. They're going to share some vision with you briefly, and then I'm going to come back up and just talk about uh, two, two companions that you're going to need on your journey of serving, whether you're serving within your own house, your own family, or your house, meaning our church family, or whatever. The two companions you're going to need on your journey called Peace and Joy. That's what their names are, Peace and Joy. I'm going to talk about how to serve, how to be on this volunteer team alongside Peace and Joy at every turn. And I mean that when I'm saying the word team. We are launching, uh, we obviously have so many volunteers already, but one of the things the Lord spoke to us as a staff, as ministers, is that we need to start to, on purpose, create a culture around our volunteers of a team culture. Uh, not so much I'm just coming to my church and doing what they need, but no, the idea, and not the idea, but what, what we really do when we serve our church is, is we're a part of a team where we need each other, we rely on each other, where, where my strengths are your strengths, your strengths are my strengths, and maybe where I, I'm weaker, your strengths are strong there, but that's how a team works. So one of the things that you're going to be hearing a lot about is get-togethers over the next, over the next uh, well, from now on, we're going to have get-togethers where every volunteer gets to be together and just have fun, just drink some coffee, eat some food. We're going to have gatherings. Uh, we're going to gather together before service on Sunday because you know what? We do prayer on Sunday mornings, and at that prayer time as your pastor, I'm always sharing what the Lord is speaking to me about that particular day. I'm sharing something the Lord has told me, words he's given me for the day, what to expect that day. And, you know, how much better will it be instead of keeping that in to myself or just sharing it to a few people that show up to prayer? But what if everybody on the team that day knows what the Lord is saying, knows what to expect that day? And, and here, I'm so excited about this. You know, I say this a lot because I'm a sports guy. I love sports. You can be a good team and never, ever win a championship. you got to be a great team to win a championship. And a great team man, you can guarantee there's great communication on that team. That's what this is doing. This is going to open up lines of communication where there hasn't maybe been clear communication before so that we can all be on the same page, move forward as a unit. And I'm telling you, if you've always wanted to be on a team, this is your chance. And it is going to be so much fun. You have these cards in your seat. Uh, if you have a pen or you can get one later, but as we share or after this message, after everybody shares, uh, it's pretty self-explanatory. You want to be on the team, put your name, your phone number, your shirt size, because you get this exclusive t-shirt. It's going to be great. It's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. Uh, and then you have two options here. 
I'll be there June 5th. Well, what is June 5th? That is next Sunday. It's our launch lunch. I was told not to say that, but I said it anyway. <laughs> it's our volunteer launch lunch <laughs> next launch Sunday, lunch. right after church. So we launch, can just call it a launch. Launch. <laughs> it's a launch with two U's. Yeah. Uh, a launch. Uh, but we are doing this next Sunday after church. And if everybody in our church uh, says, I want to be a part of the team, then everybody can stay and eat. And what we're going to do during that meal is uh, be a little more specific. Today is sharing visions of the different ministries. Next Sunday after church will be details, what it will look like to be involved, what it would look like to be scheduled, how often you would be scheduled to come volunteer. So next week is details. It's not a, it's not a must if you already have plans for next Sunday after church. And there's another box. No, I can't be there June 5th. Please reach out to me. We want you on the team. We'd love it if you can stay next week after church. If you can't, We'll get you information. Remember, this whole thing is about we're, we're, we're learning to communicate better. So we'll get you info. Fill out this card, and before you leave, come up here and put it in the basket. I had two or three people asked me last week how to uh, sign up, and this is how you do it. You, you check it, put your name on it, put it in the offering basket, and stay after church next Sunday. This is going to be so great, guys. I have this uh, one quick, quick, and I mean that, thing to share before we invite Brittany up, who's going to be going first here. And that is, uh, the Bible says that people perish without a vision. That's a pretty strong word, right? Mm -hmm. But let me tell you, it's true. How many times in life have we heard stories of, of, of people who retire or uh, retire? And this is sad. And this is not God's best. And it doesn't have to be this way. But how many times have we heard stories of, of older folks who retire and all of a sudden their health declines? I've heard that story over and over and over again in my life. Once again, it doesn't have to be that way. I'm just saying I've heard that over time. So I, it goes back to this idea that without a drive, without something to wake us up in the morning, a vision, and if that's your job, then it's your job. But when there's no drive, when there's no vision, people perish. Lisa and I use that for uh, marriage counseling all the time. And there's marriages that are collapsing because spouses haven't dreamed together, because spouses have no direction. They are headed together in the same direction. So that's, that may be a word for somebody out there. If your marriage is struggling right now, man, dream together. Get over all the, 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 the offense and things like that. Throw it all away. It's okay just to forgive and move on sometimes. Throw the offense away. Look at each other in the eyes. Sit down, have some food, and dream together, mm -hmm. and watch your marriage come to life. Lisa and I sat under a, a man years ago, Bob Nichols is in his 90s now, he's pastoring a church in Texas. And he said that having a cause, having a vision has kept him going for years. This is a pastor who's been doing this for 90 plus years. He said, has I, have I ever wanted to quit? Yes. Have I ever been close to quitting? Yes. Did my church wake me up having to go pastor a church in the mornings? Did that, is that what got me going? He said, in my case, no. He said, my cause is planting Christian schools all over the world. He goes, and there's times I thought, I'm done with this church. I'm done pastoring. But I got a school that we're starting next week in Uganda. I got a school that we're planting in a month down the street in Texas. I got to make a way for those kids to get educated. He said, this cause has kept me going. Vision keeps you going. Vision moves you forward. And one more note about vision. Why are we doing this today? Habakkuk says, if you have a vision, write it down so that he who reads it may run with it. Amen. In other words, out of sight, out of mind. 
out of mind. There's a lot of truth to that statement. You didn't know that was in the Bible, did you? It is. In a way, <laughs> write the vision down so that he who reads it may run with it. Today you're going to hear from these department heads about what we do, how the will works, so to speak, on Sunday mornings. And we have awesome gatherings. I love, love our weekends. It doesn't happen without, I mean, 30 to 40 people serving every week. And that's a church of 150 or so people who attend every week at this point. And it takes 30 or so people to make all this happen. So it's a great chance for you to step in. You're going to have these visions made plain to you. Take notes. Talk about writing it down. Next week at the launch lunch, the launch, we're going to give you notes that we've already written down so that you can take a look, read this, and run with these visions. Lisa always says something great about this being our house. Mm -hmm. Do you want to share that? I'm putting you on the spot a little bit. Okay, gotcha. We are going to share that in a way. So, very excited. I'm going to go ahead and invite Brittany to come up. She's going to talk about... Um, all kinds of things, uh, but very excited. So let's start some vision casting. You ready? So I wear a few hats at the church, um, one of which is being youth pastor, which I love. Um, but I'm also running hospitality, which I love. And something BJ was about to say, and I think Lisa was like, because I told her I was going to mention this, but she told me this a while back. She, <laughs> we were cleaning, and she was like, none of us would tolerate this in our house because we're both like, we have really high standards for our homes. And I thought about it, like, I love this place like I love my home and I love my house. Me and Will renovated our home and I think about all the time I sit there and I'm like, thank you Lord for this house. And that is how I feel about here. And when people come to my house, I greet them at the door, you know? I'm not sitting watching TV while people come in the house. Like that would be so weird and rude probably <laughs> and then when they come I have like food laid out you know I don't want people to come and just not have anything to eat or drink at my house I offer them coffee I offer them water and that's why we do what we do here that's why we have stuff out in the back that's why we have people greeting um, at the back door we want to greet with a smile and a hey and a welcome to every person that walks in to this church because we want them to feel at home here we want them to feel like this is our home that we're proud of. Like we have snacks in the back, have a water, have a coffee, stay for a while, hang out. We love you. We're so glad you're here. And so I, sometimes I feel like with greeters, with ushers, with, you know, putting out the bread in the back, it feels like a small job. Man, it is an integral part of running our church. Like I have people like, man, about being a greeter, you get to, you get to meet every person that walks in the door. I mean, right? Like there are some people I don't, some faces, sometimes I'm like, I don't know that, and that's sad for me. Maybe I should start greeting. Put me on the rotation. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think it's, yeah, these things are so important. I'm so excited to have more people on the team greeting, helping with hospitality, doing these things. Um, and I just, I love this church. I love this house. I love um, seeing people feel welcomed here. So I'm going to pass this to Macy, who runs my favorite ministry to volunteer in. I love volunteering in kids. I mean, I had so much fun last week. I love it too. It's my favorite, just saying. I also hate talking, so bear with me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, I have a paper. Let's read. Our vision for Freedom Kids. <laughs> so, um, no, seriously, children's ministry is very near and dear to my heart. I grew up in an amazing children's ministry, and it impacted me literally 
in more ways than I can count. It changed my life, honestly. Um, so our vision for Freedom Kids is that our children would leave every week knowing who Jesus is and who they are in him. If I could say it in one sentence, that's it. They need to leave knowing who Jesus is and then who they are in him. We need to leave here every week knowing who Jesus is and who we are in him. I know I do. So that is it. That's the vision for us. Um, it's simple, but that's literally, if I broke it down, that's it. Um, but a little more, our goal was that our kids would be postured for an encounter with Jesus. If you've been with us for any amount of time or you've sat here, you can probably hear us. We scream, we dance, we eat yummy snacks, we play games, but we're doing all of this so that they can learn that they can dance unashamed before the Lord. They can, you know, raise their hands, they can bow down, they can be reverent, um, but they're learning that praising Jesus is fun. It doesn't have to be coming in and just sitting in my seat. They get to go wild for Jesus, and we do it every week. <laughs> um, but this, um, Deuteronomy 6 says this, these words that I'm giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Um, and that's what we do in everything that we do, whether I'm eating with them, playing a game, rolling around on the floor, we're talking about Jesus. Um, and that, that's what children's ministry is all about, is getting on their level and building relationship with them. And children are church members. And we want them to be valued. They're important to this house. They are a very important part of this house. Um, and I'll just go ahead and say, you know, they're going to be the adults of this house one day. They are so important. And we want them to know every time they walk in the door that they're important to us. Um, so I'll skip for a second and tell you that our other goal was that every child knows that they're seen and they are loved. Amen. Something we say every week in prayer is that we're, we want every single person who walks in these doors to feel seen and loved. And that includes the short ones. Yeah. <laughs> they are so sweet. And they need to know that they are seen and loved. So the last thing I'll say is this. Um, we're building relationships with them and um, when you have someone who that you know loves you, you can speak truth over them. And I firmly believe that we're building some of the most important relationships in these kids' lives. And when there comes a time when we have to speak hard truth over their lives, it's much easier when they know that we love them. Um, so if these are things that resonate with you, we would love you ha to have you on the team. They can never have too many people to love them. Um, and we can never have too many hands or eyes, just saying. It's important. So, yeah, that's children's ministry. Um, I think I'm handing this to Austin. What's up? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't do this from here a lot. <laughs> You can you can step up. I'm actually you gonna can step, step up. up. <laughs> hey, side note, hey, side note. Austin and Virginia, after Austin leads worship next Sunday, since it's family worship, they're actually going to do children's 
church with the children next week. They're our children's That's workers right. next week. So uh, We're gonna one, our... one, of the, one of the very practical things that Macy didn't say is, you, you may not know this, especially if you don't have kids, but we are moving forward, and we have been doing this uh, in the past, but we're doing this now moving forward no matter what. There's, there's actually more than just one worker in there with your kids. There's, there's two people in there with kids. That means we have, we have three rooms of children. That means we got six adults doing children's church every week. Sometimes it might even be more. Uh, but next week will be Austin's uh, and, and, and like kind of uh, initiation. initiation into children's yeah, ministry. You taking your guitar? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay. You might just prance off the stage singing a song. Um, yeah. So um, I think I know everybody here. Um, for those that don't know me, I'm Austin. I lead the worship department here. Um, and I love to worship. I love to worship Jesus. Um, I love worshiping with our church. It's so awesome. Um, who, who loves to worship? Just raise your hand. Yeah, it's awesome. It's such an integral part of what we do here at Freedom. And um, I'm so honored just to be just a small part of it, honestly. And um, that I get to lead it is pretty, pretty cool. Um, so B- BJ actually kind of stole the verse I was going to say, talking um, about the vision and making it plain um, in Habakkuk. It does say, um, write the vision and make it plain upon tablets and that he may run that reads it. And um, that's just kind of what I want to do is I'm going to actually tell you our vision statement as a worship department here. And um, I want to focus on also running well. It says that he may run that reads it, but we have to run well. Um, So in order for there to be, to run well, you have to have a vision. So um, here's our vision statement. We actually wrote this, me and my wife, when we started um, two years ago. Yeah. So we, Freedom Church Gastonia, are a Jesus-loving, multicultural team with one goal, to worship in spirit and truth on earth as it is in heaven. Um, I don't think I can say anything else. That's why we're here. Um, I'm going to kind of break it down. Um, So literally, we're here to worship in spirit and truth. Um, In John, I think John 4, uh, Jesus actually talks about worshiping in spirit and in truth. And then Matthew he talks about um, Jesus prays to worship and pray as on, on earth as it is in heaven, and that's what we're here for. Um, and I don't know if you know, but it takes a team. <laughs> it takes a village. Uh, running, doing worship is so much more than just what you see up here on a Sunday morning. It takes people doing words and running sound and eventually you know, running cameras. And we've got big plans. We've, we dream big here. And... We need a lot of people <laughs> to make it happen. Uh, yeah. Um, so if that's something that you are interested in, is just being a part of the worship team and creating, really what we're doing is creating an environment for people to come and just worship the Lord. Um, it's so important, and it's such a big part of my heart. Um, so go to the launch meeting if you are interested. Launch, lunch, whatever it's called. Um, that's all she wrote, folks, I guess. Yeah. Well, and, and sometimes people think just music when they think of worship. But like you said, there's, right. there's yeah. other moving parts. There's, there's sound. There's, there's yes. cameras here in the next few weeks. We'll be launching these cameras. There's, there's lyrics. There's all kinds of ways to be creative. Yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. And also, I was going to say this, too. You don't have to have any prior experience. That's right. You don't have to, like, be trained on any sort of computers or anything. You just have to be willing to learn. And that's all we ask. That's Just right. be willing to learn. Um, yeah, there's, yeah. Yep. It's going to be good. Awesome, awesome. Sweet. 
Lisa, you're up. Well, that's a lot of good vision for this house. I'm, I'm excited. You know, we have the vision for, for our house here. It's so that we can, we can be excellent and have an awesome experience here. But ultimately, our goal is to take that experience out of these four walls. And that's why our vision here is home, local, global. And I love that because we are, we are and will and continue to see the hope of Jesus in our homes, in our city, and in our world. And I love that we can, we can be globally minded right here in the gas house. Isn't that cool? Like it's, it's kind of a rare thing to have in, I think in Gastonia. And, um, I, I just love that God, God just dropped that and um in bj's spirit and it just it resonated with both of us so much and uh we just we love what god is doing on the earth and i love what god's doing here locally and you know i love hearing your stories we love hearing your stories about what god's doing in your personal lives too so that's awesome so i have one scripture it's first peter 4 10 and it says god has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts so use them well to serve one another. And that's, our, that's my scripture. I'm going to leave that one here. Um, and so my question is, what's your gift? What, is, what are your giftings? What, what's stuff that moves your heart? Because that's your gift that you have for the body of Christ, and that is your gift that you have, that God has put you here as salt on the earth. So um, ask yourself, you know, maybe if you don't know, maybe you know, maybe you have a lot of gifts, um, but uh, whatever those things are, use them, because it says use them well to serve one another. So whether it's the littlest ones or the biggest ones, maybe you're like, I don't really like kids that much. I mean, I like them, but I don't, that, that feels overwhelming. Maybe you really like to clean. Maybe you really like to bake bread. I don't know, whatever your gifts are, use them. So ask yourself what your gifts are and use them. And then I have one more scripture, Philippians 2, verse 3 through 5. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look only out for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. And so, you know, whether, whether that's sweeping the floor, whether it's changing a diaper, um, loving on your family, making food for someone, putting out the bread, greeting someone, uh, mowing the lawn, whatever it is, you know, serving the Lord, serving and doing those things is unto the Lord. I'm telling you, you are going to see God just supernaturally bless your life. And when we humble ourselves, Jesus went lower every time. I love what Macy said. We just get on their, their level. Jesus got on everyone's level every single time he interacted with people. And so that's our heartbeat here. That's our heartbeat that we would go lower. Um, I know as pastors, we go lower. Like, <laughs> we clean the toilets here, you know? And not, I'm not saying that as a, oh my gosh, please think we're awesome. But like, we are not above cleaning these toilets. Why? Because we love you guys, and we know that you have to use them. And I've led worship a couple of months, a couple of years, no, last year, actually. I led worship. Um, we, had a, we had a Bible school here, and they were using our facility, and we were about to lead worship for the event. And the toilet started to overflow. I'm in my dress and my heels. My hair is all decked out. I'm looking good, feeling great. 
And I run in there, pull my dress up, tuck it up, and I'm running under there. Water and all the other things are coming out, and I turn the water off. I grab some paper towels, run down the hallway, run up on the stage, lead worship, definitely dipped my hair in some stuff. No one knew it because I didn't say anything, but it was really gross. But that is... That is an extreme version of going lower, but I'm telling you, that's who, that's who we are as your leaders, and um, that's, who, that's who God has called us to be. Jesus always went lower. He washed people's feet. That's probably grosser than what I did. Um, <laughs> but we just we love you guys, and, and if you are new here, welcome to the house. Welcome to your family and all your cousins you didn't know about. And um, so anyway, we're casting vision this morning, not just so we can recruit the troops to, to, for our awesome church, but because we want to do an awesome work in our city. God has called us to the city. God has called us to Gastonia, and we keep saying it, in Gastonia as it is in heaven. We want to see our city transformed. We want to see your lives transformed and we know through all the ministries that we partner with that um, God is doing an awesome work in the earth, and we love being a part of that too. So, you know, ask God what you have, what's, what are your gifts, and, and use them, and also keep your attitudes good when we're serving. You know, if you don't, if you don't like to serve, um, if you don't like to do those things, that's okay, but just ask the Lord, what are some things that you can put your hand to? Maybe it's financially, if you're just like, I'd rather write a check than to do the work. That's fine, too. We need money to get, get the word and the gospel out to the kingdom. So we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And thank you all so much. I'm going to pass it to my beautiful husband. <laughs> she told me to never say that. That's, that was our joke there. When we started pastoring, she said, never, ever direct the church's attention to your smoking hot wife or anything like that that all the, you've heard pastors say before that's so cringy. She's like, never, ever. And she just did it. <laughs> see, when you're married, that's called you owe me one or I owe you one or something. Now, see, I can use that later. I'm just joking. That is bad marriage advice. <laughs> Nobody, man, somebody should have been like, no, no, that's not right. Y'all were just like, oh, really? I should put these things in a holster and use them later? No, don't do that. No, 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 no. Uh, no, we have such an awesome team of leaders here. Lisa and I, we, we get overwhelmed weekly uh, by the people who are around us, who we get to do ministry with, uh, by, by Brittany and Will, Austin and Virginia, Macy, Aaron, honestly, all of you guys, Pastor Tom and Michelle, and uh, just the elders that have been here for 30 years. We, we get so overwhelmed by this group of people. And, you know, what we're doing right now is, especially for those of us, those of, those of you who have never or haven't stepped into a serving role, you know, this makes things a lot more personal. Now, it's not just, you know, Macy runs a great children's program. No, we step into the children's ministry, and all of a sudden, no, we get to be a part of a children's program that is raising children to become teenagers who are in love with Jesus, in love with the church, right? Become adults. I mean, how, how great would it be if all the kids running around FCG, going to all the schools in Gastonia, Lincolnton, wherever these kids go to school, instead of going to school all the time talking about Call of Duty or Fortnite or whatever the YouTube videos that they're watching that week are because kids don't watch TV anymore. It's basically all YouTube. In fact, sometimes they don't even play video games. They watch other people play video games on YouTube. I, 
this is a clever trick because when I was a kid, it was turn off those video games and go outside. And now I find myself saying, turn off YouTube and go play a video game for yourself. That's a clever trick that these kids have played on all of us adults. I'm still voting for outside. But what if instead of all this stuff, our kids are, 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 can't help it but go and talk about Jesus. Go and talk about how exciting their church is, how exciting Sundays are. I'm telling you, there'll be adults that come to Jesus because their kid woke them up on Sunday morning and said, hey, it's Sunday, we have to go to church. That is not an uncommon story. In fact, I know I've heard that story here at our church more than a couple times in the last year. Hey, I wasn't going to come today. I'm so glad I did. It was actually my kid who woke me up and said, hey, isn't it Sunday? Aren't we going to church? So that's awesome. And this way we, we, we come and we get blessed during worship and we get to bless the Lord because that's what it's all about. But now you might think I'm not musical at all, but you can come and you can be a part. Or if you are musical, man, this is a great chance to just be a part of all these things. And when you do it as unto the Lord, man, it is worship. It is worship when you serve as unto the Lord and, and you will be ministering to people. This is, this is a way for you to step into ministry possibly beyond what you've ever stepped into before. So I wanna, I wanna close this out here with about less than 10 minutes talking about two friends that you can have. You can get to know these two friends more than ever. It's not uh, if they come around, you know, you have those friends in life when they show up it's fun to hang out. When they show up, it's a good time, but you never know when they're going to show up, right? This is not those friends. These are two friends who are always by your side. And if you're not aware of them, they didn't go anywhere. You're just ignoring them. These two friends are called peace and joy. They are absolutes for the believer. If you are a believer, how many believers in the room? Let's just say that. I mean, put your hand up. How many believers are in this room? I think that's every hand. That means you have peace and joy on the inside of you, whether you feel it or not, whether you think you do or not. And, and more than peace and joy. I mean, we could talk about the fruits of the Spirit all day. You know, every time you say you don't have patience, you are coming into agreement with Satan. Did you know that? Because the Bible says you have patience. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience. You are patient. You're choosing not to operate in it when you, get a, a, when you operate in a lack of it, but you have it. In the same way, you have peace and joy. They are resident on the inside of you. And when it comes to a life of serving, if you especially want to jump on this volunteer team and be a part of this team, we, I, as your pastor, want you to do it with peace and joy because when you serve with peace and joy as your companions, you don't experience burnout. And let me tell you why. It's not, it's not like a magic pill to where you are experiencing burnout and you've, you're kind of getting tired of doing stuff and you take like that peace or the joy pill. All of a sudden, you've you got some more energy. That's not what it's like because peace will lead you and guide you. And sometimes it's important to say no. One of the things about volunteering here is you get invited through a program called Planning Center. And if you get an invitation to serve on the worship team and you think to yourself, man, I played guitar the last two Sundays. I would love just to sit with my family this Sunday in worship. You hit this little button that says, do not accept. And Austin gets a message that says, ask somebody else. And we do the same thing for children's church. And I can guarantee you this. And as your pastor, I can tell you this. 
you will never ever be looked down upon or thrown shame and guilt your way from somebody at FCG because you're saying no to serving one week. You will never be thrown under the bus or made to feel less than because you say, no, not this week. No, I'll encourage you to say no. And if you're listening to your friend called peace, Sometimes peace will lead you to say, no, not this week. I need to do something else. I need to sit with my family and worship. I need to take my family uh, on a mountain trip. And we need to go spend our Sunday in the mountains, worshiping Jesus together as a family. That's what peace will lead you to sometimes. And that comes from Colossians 3.15. Let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are also, you are called in one body, and be thankful. That's a very important verse. Let peace rule in your heart because Paul wrote this to the church in Col Col I don't know how to say it. Coloss. That's maybe right. I don't know. But these were people who loved what some of us still love, the Olympics. This was a very sport-oriented society. And that word rule is the same word they used to talk about the referee on the field. We still know about referees thousands of years later. The referee is on the, soccer, uh, is on the soccer field during the match. The referees are on the court during the basketball game. The referees are standing in the infield and the outfield and behind home plate in a baseball game. The referees make the calls in the game. They say when something is allowed and they say when something isn't allowed. When the game needs to stop, the referees stop the game. The players on the field are enjoying it, but the referee is the one with the authority. The referee can kick a player out of the game. The referee can kick a player out of the stadium. The referee can kick a coach out of the stadium. The referee or the umpire has all the authority on the field. And this verse, Paul uses that word, and he says, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That means, as a believer, when you are praying and you're saying, Lord, I got two choices in front of me. It could be something as important as do I go after a new job or do I stay where I am? It could be something as important as is it the right time to have kids or do I need to wait a little bit longer? It could be something as simple as in two weeks, am I going to serve in children's church or do I need to do something else? But when your heart and is feeling peace about it, man, sometimes we just for whatever reason don't hear a clear word from God saying yes or no. But as a believer, if our heart doesn't have peace, let it rule. Say no. If your heart does have peace, let that rule. Say yes. This is I call this my default. Lisa and I call this our default. We always are praying. We're talking to the Lord and listening to his voice. I'm going to say more times than not, we hear a clear answer from the Lord. We can hear him saying yes or no. But for whatever reason, our own humanity, the busyness of the world, when we're not hearing a clear answer, Peace is our default. And if we don't have peace about something, we'll cancel it. We've canceled some big stuff. We had a trip to Florida planned. It was a, a fun thing. It wasn't like a, a work or ministry thing. But this was years ago when we first got married. And we were so much dumber. I mean, we were like 21 years old. We didn't know anything. If you're 21, I'm sure you're not like that. You're probably really, really smart. But we weren't. We were 21 and didn't know anything. And I mean, my father-in-law came to my house once a week and checked my oil. And then before I got up, he lived three houses down. And before we got up to go to work, I'd get a phone call. Well, your car was low on oil. I put it in. I didn't even know how to put oil in my car. He did it so often, right? He did all of that. So when I didn't realize, 
I was 21 and I didn't have, I didn't look at my tires and think, wow, those are really, the tread is gone. I can see the, I can see the threads and everything in these tires. I didn't look at stuff like that, but we were going to go to Florida the next day and, uh, we woke up in the morning and neither one of us had peace about it. Neither one of us had peace about it. And we just canceled the trip just like that. It was about 30, 40 miles later. Maybe it was the next day, but our, we just had this massive blowout. And, our, and, and the, I mean, our truck that we were driving, I think we were, maybe it was the truck. Either way, I mean, we almost spun out on the interstate. And all I could think is, I don't know that this is the exact reason, but man, what if we were halfway between here and Florida uh, and, and we had a blowout? That would have been way worse that's a simple thing. I mean, it could have been something else. All I know is we didn't have peace about that trip. We canceled the trip because when we don't hear a clear word, we let the peace of God rule. Keep peace as your companion all through life, whatever you're doing, but especially as you are serving the Lord. If you're serving on this team or whatever else you're doing in life, keep peace as your companion. Let the peace of God reign. Let the peace of God be your referee. Second companion, joy. This is an important one. Why? Because we learned from Nehemiah 8.10 that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And if you are serving, you got to have strength. If you're serving, you got to be operating in strength. Joy is your strength. In this life, joy is your strength. As you serve, joy is your strength. As you raise your family, Joy is your strength. If you find yourself saying, I'm done, I'm exhausted, I have no strength left. We all get there. As a believer, that is your key. That is your cue to call on the joy resident on the inside of you and begin to choose that joy. You have to choose it. And how do you do it? You got to go find it. You got to go grab it. You got to activate it. Here's how you activate it. That joy is activated. It's found in the presence of Jesus. It is found in the presence of God. Psalm 1611 says, you will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. First Chronicles 16, 27 says, Glory and honor are in your presence. Strength and gladness are in your place. Get into the presence of God. Well, how do I do that? The Bible says his presence dwells in our praises. Does that mean we got to stand in front of a band and lift up our hands and sing the songs? No, that's one way to praise. But praise is merely just an expression of thankfulness. That's what praise is. Praise is an outward expression of thankfulness. Or it could even be an inward expression of thankfulness. Praise is as simple as thank you, Jesus. Praise is as simple as being grateful for things we take for granted. Hot and cold water in an instant. Man, thank you, Jesus, when you turn your water on. I don't know even if it's just a thought, but that is praise. And as we praise, as we express gratitude and thankfulness, it moves. It doesn't move the Lord. We say his presence dwells there. It doesn't bring him to us. It takes us to him. It moves us into position to be in his presence. It shifts what we are looking at onto him instead of anything else. And we find joy and that joy is our strength. This is a great one. 
Galatians chapter 6, verses 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. We call that burnout in modern language. Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. So what does burnout do when we experience it? It stops us from reaping our harvest. It stops us from the moment that the Lord has in store for us when all of a sudden we see the fruit and we're rejoicing. When the children of Israel made it through the desert the first time and they were standing at the edge of the promised land, at the edge, all they had to do was step over and take the land. That's it. But they got weary in well-doing and they looked at the giants and their joy left them. Their joy left and they started sobbing. And if you read that story, the 10 spies that said there's giants and they'll stomp us to the ground. It says the next thing that there was weeping all through the entire camp and everybody just started crying like a bunch of babies. I'm telling you, they all there's like a million. I think people estimate like 1.2 million people all start crying together. Only two people stood up and said, no, this is not what the Lord says. And sometimes the whole world's crying. We just need two people, one person to stand up and say, no, no, we don't have to do this. But in this particular case, they're on the edge of their promise. Their joy left them. Their peace left them. They had it. They could have had it, but they didn't. And instead, they got weary and well-doing, and they did not reap their harvest. In fact, nobody in that group, except Joshua and Caleb, ever got to go in. Every one of them died in the wilderness. It was their children that went in and got the promise. And you're called to a promise. And if you faint not, you will reap that harvest. I always say it this way. If you don't quit, you win. If you don't quit, you win. Keep joy as your constant companion. Go to the presence of the Lord. I mean, on your best day and on your worst day, go to the presence of the Lord. Go to his presence. I know sometimes it's hard to have moments alone, especially when you're raising kids. Take your kids with you. There's no better place for them to be. There is no better place for your children to be. Let's go to the presence of the Lord. Maybe you don't want to sound so churchy. Maybe you just say, hey, what are we thankful for? Let's tell Jesus thank you right now. That's, that's the best reason to pray. But you know, you don't pray before a meal so the food doesn't poison you or whatever. The Bible, has, the Bible says that no deadly thing will harm you. The Bible says a snake could bite you and the poison won't harm you. The Bible says no deadly thing can harm you. We don't pray for our food so it's blessed. It's blessed because you're blessed. That's just a great moment to direct our attention towards the Lord and say thank you for this meal that is in front of me. That's why that's a great thing to do. Let's just go to his presence as often as possible because that's where we find joy and his joy is our strength. Isn't that awesome? There's a verse in the Old Testament and can't think of these references off the top of my head, but it says, out of the mouth of babes, you've ordained praise. Jesus quoted that in the New Testament, but he changed the word praise. And he says, out of the mouth of babes, you've ordained strength. Praise, joy, strength are so interchangeable that Jesus 
literally used them interchangeably. God himself said, listen, when you step into this place of my presence, I get great pleasure. And the Lord gets such pleasure from us stepping into his presence. He loves when you step into his presence. He loves it. He's so good that he also made it that as we step into his presence, we find strength. We don't want you to burn out, first of all, serving your church. We also don't want you to burn out, and you don't want to get burned out. Just living life. Serving your family, serving your city, serving your company. But if, if we don't go to his presence and activate that joy on the inside of us, if we don't activate that peace that the Holy Spirit will lead us with, if we don't give it attention, it's very easy to get to the place where we faint, but we, where we faint, but we have a word that says we will run and not grow weary. We will walk and we will not faint. And here we get a little more insight into how. We'll keep joy as our companion and it will be our strength. We'll let peace rule and guide us. And we'll know when to say no. We'll know when to say yes. And when an entire community is doing that together, man, you have a thriving community where children are being raised be in love with Jesus first and foremost, where a team of people create an environment through music and through media where we can just come in and put away all the distractions of the week like we did this morning and step into this powerful worship moment together. We come in and, and, and we, we rushed around getting our kids ready and, and we don't take for granted the bagels and the pastries and the coffee. That is an awesome thing. Somebody told me recently that there's a family, I think they've been here once, but one of the, one of the folks said, uh, do they have breakfast every week there? And uh, they said, yeah, it's every week. And he said, okay, that's going to be our church. <laughs> like, I mean, sometimes it's that simple, right? Sometimes it's that simple. So I'm believing for that. I'm believing for that family to be here every week. And you know what? If the breakfast did it, that's just fine, right? Because you got to have some bait if you're going to be fishers of men. If breakfast is that bait, then we're going to go bait people with Panera bread and coffee and whatever else we have back there, right? Greeters, man, that might be the first smiling face somebody has seen all week. Let's be honest. Let's be honest, that might have been the first smiling face you've seen this week. That is a big deal. That's a big deal. That's not something small. That is big. And man, when you got spirit-filled people serving in all these areas, then again, it becomes more than pastry and coffee. It becomes more than a hello. It becomes more than just whatever it is because with the Holy Spirit, Everything is more than it is. That's what this entire series has been about. What's in your hand with the Holy Spirit? Those weren't just rocks in David's hands. They were weapons of warfare. They were stepping stones, right? It is more than what it is when the Holy Spirit is involved. And if you're a part of Freedom Church, man, the Holy Spirit is involved. And if he's not involved in your life, talk to us and ask us how. Because we will lead you in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And you can experience that every moment of the day. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing here. Thank you that you are leading us as a church into places we may have never, not may, that we have never gone before. I'm telling you guys, 
This is the word of the Lord for our church. He said, get the house in order. And honestly, do you know what I thought? This is more order than we've ever had. We've got more order than we ever have. I remember the days when Lisa and I were driving to church as the worship pastors on Sunday morning and coming up with the song list on Sunday morning, telling the band when they got here, here's what we're going to play, right? I remember the days when we had less physical order than we do now. And I was thinking, well, Lord, we're already doing that. And he said, get the house in order. And I'm telling you, when the Lord says, get the house in order, it's because glory is on the way. We are called to go from glory to glory. That's what you get to be a part of stepping in to ministry. This is not an invitation to come and just help out. This is an invitation into being a part of what FCG is doing. This is the next step to become more a part uh, of the team here than ever. And there's lots of other opportunities. Today, we really just wanted to highlight the opportunities that you have every Sunday morning right here. So there's lots of other ways. Lisa mentioned a few, and there's even some beyond that. So, man, fill this thing out. Stick around next Sunday and experience uh, experience something that we're all going to kind of be jumping into together. Uh, experience this team atmosphere. Experience what the Lord is going to say to us corporately in this next season on a way a little bit more intimate than just being here on Sunday mornings and listening to all this. So thank you, Jesus. Thank you for who you are. Thank you, Father, for giving us the Holy Spirit who bears fruit in our life, two of those being peace and joy. Thank you that you are showing us today how to constantly walk with peace and joy, hand in hand, how to be led by peace, how to experience joy, how to experience joy and, and, and experience the strength that comes along with it. Thank you for showing us how to serve and serve well and serve happily. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, and we focused a lot on our church, but I want you guys to also take this and run with it. This is a very personal thing as well. Peace and joy are your companions in life. Having a vision for your life is so important. If you don't have vision for your life, spend some time with the Lord this week and just say, give me vision. He will. Take this and run with your family. Take this and run at your job. Take this and run with it. It translates to every part of your life. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Let's stand. Let's respond with some worship. Let's praise together just for a few moments before I go.